Okay, folks, here we go. A late episode of The Look Back this week. Normally it's a Wednesday night, but unfortunately Matt's on vacation this week. He's on vacation. He won't be back until next week's Look Back. But today we're doing doing it. You know, we have a, a special guest. Obviously, we do two videos a day, so... Obviously, the one that I normally, the ones we do, the one I do on Sunday, I will do solo on Sunday, picking up the picking up the games. But today, I have a special guest with me, and we have it in in a remote location because that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do here, remote location. So, like I said, so today we will welcome in Kwame Parison, who's a very big uh, viewer of this program, and he will be joining me in Matt's place today. So, introduce, congratulations, and introduce yourself. Yes, I'm finally, finally made it to the show. I've been asking a few weeks ago, when can I get on? So, it took Matt to take a little vacation. Matt, hope you're enjoying yourself. But I'm going to do my best to try to fill in. Uh, I, I won't be as good as you. But I will give you some information anyway. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, he's a, as an as avid Eagle fan as I am. So, like I said, we're going to obviously get to the to the bottom of this. Like I said, they played against the Raiders last Sunday, and it was a almost a minute disaster. It was it was a it was mess. The team looked a mess. The defense was a mess. Things just did not go well for this team, and unfortunately, it ended up with a with a loss, another tough loss. And like I said, things are just not going well. And obviously, Suriani's not helping his cause the way he's talking to the media, acting like like this is just supposed to be some fairy tale. Even though he's a rookie head coach, there's there's been successful rookie head coaches. He doesn't look like he's going to be one of them, and. Unfortunately, this team, this fan, this fan base, you know, we all knew coming into the season, this was not a playoff team or a contending team, but at least show some, show some, you know, improvements and hoping that this team would get better. Unfortunately, since week one, it looks like this team is regressing and regressing very much within each week. And now Sunday, we have a big matchup against a team that's a gimme, should probably be a gimme, a winnable team, the Detroit Lions, who's still the only team in the NFL still searching for a victory. But the way we're playing, the way this team's, this mindset and being that we'd be in Detroit and knowing that Detroit is a team that is, that plays hard in half of their, in half of their games if they played this year with a determined head coach, even though he talks kind of weird too, but he, but he motivates his team compared to what Sirianni is doing could obviously lead to trouble come next week in any situation. So your thoughts on this situation with the Eagles? Boy, uh, we're picking at the highlights again. Um, This game, it was was sad that I missed the opening drive. I'm like, oh, wow, they marched downfield and scored real easily. Great. And then I looked back and I saw that they actually ran the ball. And I said, here we go. So I said to my dad, I was, when I went to go see him, I said, look, we have a shot if they change their offense and actually hand the ball off. And I saw back-to-back plays to the running back, and I was shocked. And I saw Jalen Hurts under the center, and I was shocked. And I said, we have a shot at this game. But then, 
defense came on the field. And the Raiders just marched downfield time and time and time again, except for the one interception that happened in the first quarter. And I thought, okay, we got an interception in the red zone. Okay, great. We might do something. But we did nothing with the ball. Giving it back to the Raiders. We wind up scoring again. And then it was 17-7 at the half. And I said, okay. And I left my parents' house, headed home. I said, well, maybe I'll change some things up in halftime. And it just got worse. I mean, how does Derek Carr throw over 90% completion percentage? How come we're watching other quarterbacks throw over 80% completion percentage in the past four games in a row? We saw Brady do it, not unexpectedly. We watched uh, uh, Mahomes uh, do it. And now we've seen Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr is nice. <laughs> but he shouldn't be throwing 90% on anybody. So we have a serious problem with how we do handle our defense. I listened to Cox after the game, and he was quite perturbed. Um, and he has reason to be. He, Even though I thought he was a little wrong in saying, I'm not here, I'm not hired to do screen passes. I mean, true, his strength is going upfield in the pass rush. Get it. However, a great defensive tackle will say, you know what? I'm going to have to watch out for the screen. When I come in as easy as I came in, that lets me know that they're setting up a screen. And they got played on that. So he's right, yes. A good defensive coordinator will figure out where your strengths are and utilize your strengths. And right now, I don't know what we have. Well, like I said, I mean, that's the problem. Jonathan Gannon looked like a hero week one shutting down a very decent Atlanta team with a borderline Hall of Famer and Matt Ryan and all that. But it seems like maybe that team just wasn't ready for that week because it seems like since then it's been a it's just been a mess. I mean, the first two weeks the defense was looked like maybe this is a good defense. But since then it's just, you know, basically since the Cowboys game that Monday night, it's been a murderer's row of the offense just a bit the defense just getting killed and and the offense just looking looking small and not knowing the routes to run, can't run the ball at all. They don't even attempt to run it. Like I said, it's just been a mess every – it's in the West, and it's the same every week. And like I said, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts. I, I really want this brother to work to, to, to win. Yes. I really want him to compete, yes. you know. Yes. He's got the right mindset. He, he says the right things, and everything's good. But the problem is – the front office is a mess, yeah. and it's been a mess, and it's not his fault, and shockingly, it's not Suriani's fault or Jonathan Gannon. You got to blame one person, and it's Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman messed this whole thing up. And, and of course, yes, the owner as well, being the loyalist that he is, not going to fire him, praise him for everything he does, no matter what. Like I said, you know, it, to me, it makes me miss Joe Banner and Andy Reid. Because at least, at least they actually had a winning mindset. Even if they didn't draft well and all that, they still found a way to win games right. and put them put the team in the right position come December. That's not been the case in this in this regime over the last few years. And like I said, you know, you get rid of you get rid of Carson Wentz and Dougie P. And one of them and both of them could be the blame for last year. But guess what? They didn't both need to go. One of them had to go. Both of them didn't need to go. And now you're in a situation where you're going to hire somebody that might not have a clue what he's doing and a defensive coordinator that may not even have an even worse clue to what he's doing tells you what how things are. And 
to me, it's just getting to the point where I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I mean, I'm saying to myself, and I said this to myself, and and I don't want people to get mad. Is is that if how if this team doesn't improve by the end of the year, if this team doesn't have more than four wins by week 18, then obviously you're going to tell me that we're going to have three first round picks, potentially two top 10 picks, because Miami is not doing very well either. The fact that you're going to tell me how he's going to still keep his job and you're going to, you're going to trust him to make the, the improvements. I mean, hell he, ha- what improvements has he made in the last three or four years? The drafts, there more drafts he's done since 2010 have been more negative than positive. And you're going to tell me that we're going to get all these we're going to improve this team in the next few years under his under his leadership. You know, to me it's ridiculous. And you're just looking at this team. I mean, it's one thing to buy to buy talent. It's one thing. We want he won executive of the year because he had he brought in a lot of great talent, already accomplished and they all played well. But when it comes to drafting, that's how this league is. You win more by by the guys you bring in, the guys you develop, the guys that go out here and play. And he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that at all. And it's getting to the point where, you know, you see things like this. We're watching the, you know, we're watching the highlights of this game on Sunday. And it's just, you know, Derek Carr. Look, Derek Carr is a decent quarterback. He's a he's he's got decent stuff, but he is no, but he is no. He is no elite quarterback because if he was, this te- the Raiders would have been right up there with the Patriots and the and the Packers and all these other teams over the last five or six years. He is not he he is not no ninety percent completion percentage quarterback, and it and it just eats my gall to see what the hell this to watch what this team has done. And I mean, but I can't blame the Raiders. They're you know they they they're a decent team. They could probably make the playoffs. Right now, they're better than the Chiefs. They have a better record, and I think they can beat them too. So, Damn. like I said, at this point, this is a this is a front office, a structural, and this is a Howie Roseman problem that apparently, as much as we know what we want, the fan base and, and everybody wants, we're not going to get, and that's Lurie firing because he can't fire himself. <laughs> he can only sell the team, and he's not going to do that, not for, not for the money that's bringing in. Oh, my goodness. And not when you have your son lined up to be next. Apparently, I'm hearing his son is involved in some front office stuff. So I guess he's going to be the heir apparent. And we're going to see how that works out in the next 20, 30 years. <laughs> because there's no, like you said, there's no selling this. You don't sell a cash cow. So they're definitely hanging on to this team. And it's like I worried about an NFL team. Well, hopefully, like, maybe hopefully if they don't win and they get blown out half the, half the rest of the year, that that will finally convince that maybe – Maybe maybe Roseman isn't the right guy to fix this team, but unfortunately, we're not in that situation at the moment. But as we're watching the Derek Carr highlights, as Eagles play this thing called the shell, that's allowing anything underneath to take place, and it's amazing to watch when you're just watching highlight after highlight, uh, and you can see it so clearly that every quarterback is saying, well, "Okay, I'll just take what you give me." And Brady had fun with it when he came here, but you expected him to. He's going to see those things quickly as anyone. But now everybody is seeing that. And I'll be honest, I have my concerns this coming Sunday. Yeah, they're playing Detroit. And like I said, I mean, yeah, Detroit's 0-7, and they're not very good. They're not very talented. You know, they have a coach that's kind of an idiot himself. But the problem is they do play hard. They played the Rams. 
in a game that they were supposed to get destroyed, and they didn't. They actually played well enough and for the first three quarters to actually leave yeah. the Rams in their house. Yeah. They're a team that can win some games, and they're going to find a way to win games. And the Eagles are are right in the mix of a situation where if they don't if they don't come, they can get beat, and they can get beat pretty easily, you know. Because Jared Goff's a you know he beat the Eagles last year, and he and he knows how to play the Eagles in his career. So, like I said, I mean, and plus Detroit's won for their last five against the Eagles. If last people three in a row, and and like I said, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, Detroit's not that good, but that doesn't mean that don't mean that don't mean a damn thing. Right now, this team is a mess, and you know, and the fan base is getting to the point where it's not going to get any better. No, no, and it it just it, it saddens me. Now, at the same token, I my expectations this year were about where we are, so I'm not as hurt as many are. I'm listening to folks on the radio, and man, up here, we do not play around. There are people after when they lost Tampa, saying, "Oh, we got to get rid of the coach." But after this one, ooh, it's high, hot and heavy. People just want to get rid of the coach. I listened to a guy on my way in just now who said he wants the Eagles to lose so they can get closer to firing the coach. I was like, wow, man. I, I'm not looking forward to that. You know, it may happen. But I'm not looking forward to that. Well, uh, not, not the firing. I don't think he's going to get fired at all this year. But I'm not looking forward to them losing. But that it might happen. Well, here's the thing: if they fire, if they fire Suriani at the end of the year, and I don't think in Eagles history, I, I I might be wrong, but at least since 1986, my birth year, there has never been a one and done head coach, and every head coach has made the playoffs in in since 1986. Now the problem is, now the problem is, if you fire Suriani, which he might deserve down the road, you have to get rid of Roseman. This is his mess. This he brought this guy in. He studied this guy. He think he, he got the interview and all this other good stuff. To me, but the problem is Lurie's involved in this too. Right. So how how much mm-hmm. do you you know Lurie has to look himself in the mirror. But then again, if you're Jeffrey Lurie and people want to play a certain game, guess what? You you let them play the game, but you also they also lose the game too, which to a point where you do send show them the door sometimes. You've shown the door to Andy Reid. You've shown the door to, to Chip Kelly. You've shown the door to Jeffrey to, to, to Joe Banner. So you, you're not afraid to fire anybody on the surface, but you're at a point now where you get you gotta stop you gotta stop BSing this fan base. You've been here for almost 30 years running this franchise. You know how this fan base is, you know how everybody can be. Stop playing games with this, stop ins- insulting their intelligence. It's time. It's time to put up or shut up. Yeah. If this coach can't get it done by the end of the yeah. year, if this yeah. team isn't no better than seven and ten by by the by January 9th, then then heads gotta roll, and you're gonna have to make decisions you may not like. Mm. But guess what? It may make sense by the fan base. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened, and this is sad to say, but we won our Super Bowl, which I love. I'll never say no, don't win a Super Bowl. But it got into Glory's head. I think he's realized, oh, I can do this again, and I'll do it my way. Um, <laughs> we bring in Dougie P, who we all were surprised about. Believe me, when they hired him, I was like, whoa, what, who, why, how? And then uh, first year wasn't bad, and then second year, boom, they won the Super Bowl. Like, yo, hey, that's my man, Dougie P. And then two years later, he's gone. And because, and what we all were told, he's gone because 
Dougie P had a clash with the ownership on whether or not he can bring some other assistant coaches. Uh, they want to control that uh, situation. And Doug's like, well, I'm gone. And as you had mentioned earlier in the, in the, the show, you can't let go of the quarterback and the coach in the same year. you got to have one of the two for some continuity. And to let we already got no went, so I'm thinking, okay, we're going to keep Dougie P then. And at least well, actually, what well, well, it was actually the other way around. Dougie P was well, going first. Okay, in, in terms of you're right, he was uh, fired first, but we all knew Wentz wanted to be out. He meant he said that as soon as for the season ended, he would start talking that stuff. So I'm thinking, okay, Wentz is gone. We're going to at least keep Doug P, and then they both gone. And so now we got to start over. And I'm thinking that at least we can at least find out if Doug P and Jalen Hurts can work together and see what happens at least for a year and see if that works. But now we start with a new guy, not even somebody who's a veteran coach, brand new. And I think he felt that he, he worked with Doug P so he can do the magic again. I just bring in somebody else, some obscurity. And but at least Dougie P was under the tutelage of Andy Reid. So at least you understood where he might be coming from. I don't know this guy. Where came from. Well, he came from, from Indianapolis under Frank Wright. Yeah, and I like Frank. I wish we could have Frank for some. But – uh, but the thing with Frank, he's still a new head coach, <laughs> and all you know what's got three years in now, so it's not the. But he's a he's a veteran. He's been. But let's be honest, Frank Frank's a veteran guy. He's been in this league longer, much longer than Suriani, and he's and and Indianapolis has been a very well respected organization. The only problem he's had every year he's been the head coach there, he's had a different quarterback to work with, so he has no consistency there. But the team's not terrible. No, and and even though. She, Wentz is not off to the best start this year. The last several weeks, things have turned around, and they're starting to win games. They've won three of their last four, and in theory, they should have won their last four mm-hmm. in a row. The way, I mean, one. yeah, but <laughs> but still, you know, he's a smart coach. Wentz is still a decent player when every when he's motivated and confident. So, like I said, that's a sad thing. And and to me, they decide, you know, like I said, as impatient as they are. They were impatient for the wrong reasons. And now you're in a position where this team is just not going to be able to succeed the way everybody thinks it's supposed to succeed. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, like I said, it just it, it's just bad. It's it's all bad. And like I said, I, I don't even know what you what what to think. I mean, maybe maybe in the future, you know, they'll you know, they'll understand what what they did wrong and everything will be right. But the era of Reed and McNabb from 2000 to 2008 nine is not coming back anytime soon the way this team is run it's just you're not going to see consistent winning it's just not you look at dallas they're you know even if they're mediocre they're they're still going to beat this team like like a beat like a beat town and you know even the giants in washington i mean even though they're not good teams they're good enough to beat them at, if if they're if they're motivated so at this point this is a franchise that's at crossroads and Unfortunately, you know, there's going to be there's going to be tougher days than good. There's going to be some bad days than good days. And unfortunately, we'll see what happens. But I don't know. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and as we are looking back, even at the Tampa Bay game, you can just see uh, Tom Brady just taking what he can with given. And on top of that, Leonard Fournette is running all through us. Uh, so we have some defensive situation that we have to figure out. We have our. We had several games where, or two games, I guess, where the defense looked really nice. The first one, the Falcons, and you could see uh, even the one with San Fran that kept them in the game. 
And in the um, in Carolina, they they did play okay. enough. Uh, they did well. Right, right, right. The defense did enough to help them win the mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. And that, we'll give them that one too. Um, and it's a shame. Then the other games, they looked so bad. That's what's so weird. Like there's not a whole lot of in between. You know, with the Chiefs, it was a shootout uh, that we lost, and then this would give up 28, and then Tampa Bay relaxes in the second half. They didn't really. Be honest, they took their foot off the gas. You know, and then the Raiders, 33. Uh, uh, points uh, given up. So it's just it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde with the with the defense right now. And right now, Hertz is put in a bad spot where he either feels that he has to do a whole lot uh, more to either make up for the defensive woes and or the play calling because now they're putting it in his arm all the time. And that's why that opening drive of the Raiders looked so crisp. And as soon as it um, they, uh, they, uh, the Raiders scored on them. They stopped. They stopped going under center. They went right to shot, back to shotgun. And they're like, why are y'all scared already? It's only seven to seven. You don't have to get out of that. Stay with it and see what happens. Now, I know Miles got hurt, so that was a, that was a problem. But you still uh, uh, have other running backs and give them a shot. And But they just decided to just go back to what they were doing. So, uh. Well, like I said, I mean – Let's turn this off. <laughs> yeah, get, because you know, you know, oh, really? Thirty minutes. Then we have to do a second. Well, we can finish this off and then do another episode, do a two-parter. But like I said, I mean, at this point, the Eagles are just—they're. It's just—it's just—it's a shame. It really is a shame. It's a shame, and. I feel I feel bad for the fan base, and I feel and I just feel bad for some of the players. I mean, but some of these players, you know, they're not good enough. You know, regular like I said, we Matt and I we talked last week about Rager, and you know, Rager's a good. You know, we like Rager, but unfortunately, he's not. He's not one of these. You know, he's not a first round receiver. He's not. And you know, like I said, I, you know, I think Devontae Smith has all the, the tools to be an elite receiver, but he's not in the right position to succeed right now. You know, yeah. Quez Watkins is just one of those guys that, you know, he's going to be good yeah. for a little while, but, yeah. you know. He's... I, I really like him. I, I, and I then my, we can use him so And obviously losing Booby Miles, you know, even though he is Miles, you know, but Booby, that's his, his uh, Instagram account name. <laughs> okay. That's what he calls himself. That's what they call him in the in the, in the the locker room. Oh, Booby, right. Yeah, Booby Miles. It's just, you know, he's been so underutilized. He has the Westbrook and Shea McCoy Ability, but they're not showing it to him. They're not giving him the ball. And of all times, his ankle. As he tried to avoid getting smashed, he turns his ankle. Uh, I, I, when he got hit, I thought that was what, what hurt him. Then I saw the so the replay, and I'm like, oh, it was him trying to stop from getting hit. That messed up his ankle. So we pray he comes back, but I don't expect him. To, any have you heard any updates on this? Well, he it's it's not. They haven't really come out. And disclose it as a major as a major injury. Like they said, he's going to be out for at least three weeks. He's not put on the on the three week IR. He has yet to be put on that. There's a three week IR. There's an eight week IR, and then there's a full season IR. Now, if he's put on the eight week IR, then he's basically done. They could put him on the three week IR, but right now they believe he could come back in a you know maybe in, if if things go well in a week or so. They don't think it's as serious as as they expected it, you know. In my, I would consider it a high ankle sprain, 
which you got to be careful. You can't right. come back right away from that. But, yeah. you know, but that's I think he has a similar injury to what uh, to what his, his ex-teammate at Penn State has up there in New York, Saquon. Saquon has a similar injury. Yeah. So, well, his swelled up like a yeah, his was really – yeah, his, his is worse off. But, like I said, I mean, hopefully he can come back. But, like I said – you know, you, you go. You can't put, but you can't put these players in a bad position. They have to be coached right. That's how you win in this league. The coaches have to get these players in the right situation, or else you get burned. Like this defense has been burned time in and time out. Now, obviously, Brandon Graham's injury hurts hurts it very much, because if you have Brandon Graham, then you have a pass rush. And even though Javon Hargrave's done a great job this year, he's not considered in a. You know, he's not considered on the same level as a Brandon Graham. Yeah. Brandon Graham is the considerable leader of this defense. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, his, his presence out there anymore, that, that defense ain't going to be the same at all. So, yeah. I mean, at this point, it is what it is. And this team, I don't know. Like I said, it's going to be it's going to be a struggle for the next for the next several weeks. Like I said, if they can beat Detroit, if they can beat Detroit, that gives them a little bit of momentum. Not a lot, but at least the bleeding stop for at least a week. Yeah, that's a sad thing, you know. There's, but you know, this league. Even if this team was good, there's no gimmies in this league. This league is, you can get beat by anybody at any time. You know how this league is. You, you watch football. You've watched football for years. Yeah, I've always said that. Look, you got on each side of the of the football. There's a, there's a professionals. Everyone's getting a check. So it's not like college where you can just roll over a, a poor pathetic team who has no shot. Like everybody has a chance in here. Um, but unfortunately, there are at the end of the season. There's going to be some teams at the bottom because that's just how life has to be, and some teams at the top. And there are some teams that seem to stay at the bottom, which is Detroit. <laughs> they have not figured out how to get out of that in all these years, it's, uh, except for a couple of years with Barry Sanders and uh, with Stafford, a couple of nice years. But mm. well, yeah, you have to have that. You have to have special players, and they are special players. You know, Deion. I mean, not Deion. Uh, Bear, yeah, Barry Sanders was a hell of a he was a hell of a runner, and and obviously one of the greats of all time. Obviously, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, one of the greatest receivers we'll ever see in this league. The guy had nearly two; he became the almost the first ever two thousand yard receiver in this league. It's never happened, and probably will never happen at this rate. And then and then obviously Stafford was a great; he was an elite quarterback. He is a franchise quarterback and did a great job for. Detroit for many, many years. But the problem is their front office doesn't care about winning. They don't. Their front office is soft. They've always been soft. I mean, hell, they had Matt Matt Mullen or Matt Millen. Yeah, Matt yeah, Millen. Yeah. And he was and he had no clue. He's a football guy, but he's not a front office guy. He was no. never a front office guy. No. Let's we need a linebacker, draft a wide receiver. We need a safety, draft a wide receiver. <laughs> we need an old lineman, draft a wide receiver. He just kept drafting wide receivers, and that's not. And he wasn't even. He was a dick. Like a lineman, you think you'd be looking for some linemen? Like I said, it's like you know, you can't keep drafting receivers, especially because not every receiver is going to hit. Nah. You know, you're you're. When you look at the at, at most NFL drafts over the last, I would say, fifty years, there's at least in in a draft you draft ten receivers, three are going to hit, three are going to hit, and have solid careers. One may be a Hall of Famer, and two will be solid Pro Bowlers, and then the rest will be a night and day situation. 
where they're good enough and they're not good enough. Did he draft the Megatron? Did he? I think he did. Yeah. Okay. So I think he, he did. Yeah, he, he was a part. Right of, yeah, he was a part <laughs> of the front office until until twenty in two thousand eight. So yeah, he did. But he was elite receiver. He deserved to be number two that year. He he was a great receiver. So at the end of the day, like I said, I mean, it is what it is, you know. And I don't trust. I don't trust. I don't trust uh, Howie at all, and it's getting to the point now where it's like, really, we're going to have three first-round picks in, in April, and this guy's going to pull the trigger. Mm, like I, I said, this is, like I, I said, J.J. Arcega Whiteside, D.K. Metcalf mm. was still on the board. Look where he's at. Oh, man. Look at Jalen Rager. Look at, JJ, <laughs> look, at, look at Justin Jefferson. He was still on the board. Uh, I mean – this is this guy doesn't he just just doesn't get it he doesn't get the talent that he that he keeps missing for somebody that works out like they, they look at numbers which I think is a joke I think it's a joke because I because I, I'm not I like numbers but football when it comes to evaluating talent isn't always about numbers right. it's not always about numbers right. it's about skill level and that he just misses it over and over and over again. He has a baseball mentality for a football situation, <laughs> and it makes me sick. And and to me, you know, go ahead, go ahead and tank, go ahead and get all these get all these trap picks. Go ahead and draft them because I guarantee you, there's gonna be there's gonna be two guys we draft, and then there's gonna be two guys that will succeed over what you draft. You know. <laughs> Getting store bought food versus frosted flakes and Kellogg's. Like, get the hell out of here. All right. Well, this is a part. We're doing it on a different thing. This is a two parter. We're going to look at the rest of the NFL in our second half. So we'll be right back here in a moment.